Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, coming from uh, beautiful Franklin, Tennessee, just south of the Music City. And joining me from uh, from parts unknown, we'll just uh, we'll we'll say it, that is uh, uh, Melissa Bloxham. She is a uh, clarity mentor. Uh, she helps men and women find clarity in their relationships and business through uh, sisterhood and mentorship. And uh, we will have all we'll have her link tree posted in the show notes uh, so you can learn. But we'll also be talking to her a little bit more about her own platform here very shortly. But uh, Melissa, thank you so much for uh, for joining me uh, on the show today. I'm really excited to uh, to get into our, our conversation here. And I, I'm always eager to get a uh, woman's perspective on some of these uh, these issues that uh, that men uh, face and go through here in the uh, in the Western world today. And uh, you are uh, you are the fourth female to appear on uh, on the podcast. So uh, you are uh, uh, you're you're in great company. Um, but uh, uh, so, Melissa, I'm just going to start off here with, uh, you know, the the first question. It's it's kind of my uh, my brand, my theme, I guess, is is the best way to put it. Uh, I ask this uh, every guest uh, of every guest, but uh, uh, from from your point of view, what uh, does it mean to be a man today in uh, the Western world? Well, first, of I like all, to jump in with both feet. So, <laughs> in case you haven't noticed, I, I did notice. Thank you for that. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. Uh, I think that's a very scary question to answer as a female so I'm gonna do it as cautiously as I can um, but I think it's very simple and I think that it's always been this I think we're just coming to a more evolved state um, so my answer to that is I think being a man is to accept the role and responsibility that comes with the stronger body and the different characteristics that come naturally without resentment Okay. And that's, uh, that's the key phrase there without resentment. That's yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what a lot of men are battling in, uh, uh, in society today. And, and, um, you know, kind of, kind of tying into that. Actually, that was a, that was a great answer. That was uh, um, very, very well done, but uh, kind of tying into the first question, you know, we, we talk about resentment is something that uh, that men are facing a lot here in the in the world today um and, and what what do you see as the uh, the current state of of masculinity and and uh, the outlook for men in uh, in north america and in the west mm. the current state of masculinity i think is is so uh complicated lately um but i think it really boils down to a few things. I'm a, a single mom. I don't call it a single mom. I call it a, a, the independent mother of four children. So I have to access a lot of masculine qualities uh, in raising mm -hmm. my children. Mm -hmm. And um, to me, those are basically a few things. It's, I mean, I think you could call upon the king archetype uh, and the qualities that represent the king archetype. So, so those being um, being centered, being decisive, um, living with integrity, protecting his realm, uh, providing order, and uh, uh, recognizing and honoring others for their achievements. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's good. And, and a lot of, um, a lot of men today, I, I feel like they, they have a hard time tapping into those, uh, those qualities. And, and, um, I know through, um, um, some of your, uh, 
through some of your, your mentorship and some of your clients, is that, is that kind of, is that true? Do they have, they have trouble tapping into those, those qualities or what's, what's the biggest issue that, uh, uh, that, uh, men face that you work with through your, through your mentorship program that, uh, that you've seen? I think the biggest one is the resentment factor. I think that they just resent the fact that they have to do all of those things. Um, so we just work through, well, what's the alternative, basically? Do you want, you know, the weaker to do those things? Do you want to sit back and, and let your partner do those things? Does that feel good? And so we just sort of whittle away at, at that resentment and the, the childhood's sort of reaction to being the responsible one, the protector. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you attribute that to that, that resentment factor that comes in? Is it just maybe that it's just not taught as, as much, uh, in, in today's society or or what, uh, um, have you seen any type of patterns with that as, as far as what comes through? I think it's basically, uh, a lack of mentorship is basically like a lack of, of fathers that aren't resenting their own mothers in front of them for various reasons through, divorce or you know just the the feminist movement uh had a big impact i think on on our fathers and and on our generation i mean i'm 41 turning 42 um so yeah i mean i think that because women can do a lot of things now that we couldn't do before uh, we basically can live a life without a man i think that it's become a very confusing time for men. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, I've definitely, definitely seen that. And, and just tying back into fatherlessness, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been such a huge, huge thing that's, that's been, been growing over the last, over my lifetime. And I, I never really, I'm, I'm very thankful for, for my father and he, he was very present in my life, but he, um, he was married before he met my mom and, um, he, and, uh, his wife, uh, from that marriage left him and he wasn't very involved with the, the lives of his children from his, uh, his first marriage. And so oh, yeah. there, you know, it, it was kind of a two sides of, of the same coin. Like I, I actually got I actually got the the version of him that 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 he could be, and and uh, I'm I'm very very thankful for that. And I never realized just how how prevalent it was, how fa- how either. And if you did have a, a father present, like if if he wasn't a great role model or or was was passive, you know what what that would do to uh, to someone's development. Um, and yeah. so that's uh, that's a very uh, very very uh, good insight. And and even you know I'll jump in and, and comment a little bit on the the feminist movement and even what we're what we're seeing today especially kind of now that we're kind of on the on the back back end of uh, of covid here it was covid was a really tough time for uh, for men as well because it was even before before the pandemic started they were getting that message like you know you know we don't we don't need you. We don't, don't need it. Don't need a man. Uh, and because like you said, women can do pretty much anything that a, that a man can do in, in the workforce, uh, these days. And, and, uh, you know, it's, uh, and then, then you get into COVID and it's like, okay, well, you're not an essential worker. Like you, you need to stay home. Mm-hmm. Like you, you're, mm-hmm. you're not bringing any value. Like you're, you know, we're, we're letting you, we're, we're going to let you go. And, and so it's just like, where, where does a man go to, to, to get the answers to that question? And, and I very first episode I ever recorded of this podcast, I talked about a, a core question that every man has, and I borrowed it from John Eldridge. One of my favorite authors is, uh, um, uh, the core question that's, that's at the heart of every man is like, do I have what it takes? Can I come through? Can I, you know, can mm. I be that protector and provider? And, and, for I feel like the last 20 years, 30 years, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 40 and at the end of the month of October this year. So I, for, for a, a lot of, a lot of my lifetime, I feel like that answer has been a resounding no, like you don't have what it takes. Not only do you not have what it takes, but we don't need anything that you have to offer, like what little you have to offer, we don't need it or want it. And so that, uh, I think that's, you know, I think you hit the nail on the head there that, 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 
leads right into that resentment that uh, that a lot of men have, specifically young men today too, that are growing up in this in this age where you know there's just such a, a dichotomy between um, the you know the, the genders and, and as far as the the relationship goes and um, whole you know and the traditional relationships are just they're they're coming they're becoming harder and harder to uh, uh, to come by. Yeah, I just want to clarify when I said what I said. Um, I I actually don't think that women can do everything that a man can do. What I mean is that we can live a life without a man. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. Like That's... we we still I have a high level of respect for the work that men do and the role that they play on this planet. I think that we need them you know, like it, we, we do need them, but we don't need them to survive anymore, which is like really just a very modern, uh, experience for us because even a hundred years ago, we would have needed them to chop the wood. I mean, or do the hard stuff, you know, like we could have done that, but like not with a baby in our bellies or all of these things. Right. We, mm-hmm. we just have to flick a switch now. And our lives are are pretty much taken care of. So I just wanted to. Okay. Yeah. I, I apologize. I didn't mean to put words into, into your mouth there, but um, yeah. And, and that's exactly what you said. It's, that's very different that, you know, that saying that a woman can live a life without a man rather than doing everything that, that a man can do. And I, I actually, I'm sure you, you might've seen the clip too, is, is that, um, um, Jordan Peterson gave a uh, really uh, famous psychologist. He, he gave an, uh, an interview and I forget which media outlet it was on, but uh, he was talking about, he was just talking about everything that men do in, in society today, even then like mm-hmm. with, with infrastructure and, and construction and, and, you know, all these hard jobs and manual labor jobs that are predominantly done, done by men and there's just not enough appreciation for it uh, uh here to here today especially people of that are younger than than us even in in the millennial and gen z generation that, that have just grown up with all of these conveniences i mean we're you and i are old enough to uh to, to to can we can still remember when you you still went outside to play rather and that was your preference rather than staying <laughs> yeah. inside and watching videos or something you know it's like like you didn't have every single type every single tv show at your fingertips at the press of a button like you had to root around you had to find that vhs tape you had to put it in the vcr and and we we had a really old vcr that had to quote unquote warm up before the color would show up on the tv you know at at my house so like and so that and you know we we didn't have we didn't have cable until i was about you know 10 or 12 years old and so you know we just had we just had an antenna that we moved around so we only got like four or five stations and and you know so a lot of a lot of days if it was a nice day that was my preference i'd rather go out and play and and play baseball or i'd rather go outside and throw a football around or or whatever and you know pretend i was you know i always wanted to pretend i was the quarterback of the chicago bears but you know that's uh um, which i think is like a very it 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 goes to like show and and say just like those kinds of things that you were doing, you were practicing masculinity because you were giving yourself a healthy challenge, which I think is like the thing that it, we're losing is is the healthy challenge from men and for young men. I think that's what's missing. Yeah, 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 de- definitely, definitely. And, and yeah, and initiation and, and mentorship, that's mm-hmm. that's something that's, that's definitely uh, um missing and and um that's one of the things that uh jonathan rios and i talked a little bit about that when when he was uh was on Mm -hmm. the show and um that's part of his program is is offering some type of initiation where men have the that where they can fail at at it going through that that process that that he offers and um yeah it's it's really interesting now because even a, a young man, a young boy, if he's got access to to video games, for example, like you can you can get into those roles where you think you're practicing masculinity through like sports games <laughs> or Halo or something, but yeah. you don't yeah. really you, you don't have 
you know, it, it's different. You can just hit a reset button and respawn at the beginning of the level. You know, it, it's it's not yeah. it's not the same. I think as, it is the, the physical actual challenge. Yeah. 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 And having having that uh, that oppor- that opportunity to uh, to fail and learn. And I, I know I, I learned a lot more from even sports wise from from losing and actually having those setbacks and learned a lot more about myself because I grew up in a small town and our football team wasn't very good and I played three years varsity football in high school and then there were there were games where we would lose 72 to nothing and we just we couldn't do anything because the team was just vastly superior and there have been many instances where I've come up against that in my own life where it was just something was against me and it just wasn't physically possible for me to to do or accomplish that and and uh, sometimes I still learn and pull from those uh those memories and and those experiences uh to 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 help me through that and 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 learn from that um yeah that's great. but um, um I want to kind of change gears here a little bit and and ask your opinion on uh, some of these men's movements that are that are online if you're familiar with them like there's the you know the red pill movement uh MGTOW, uh movements like that I just want to kind of get your overall take on those and uh, and kind of uh, dive in from there well I've done a little bit of research on them because I I think it's just a good thing to know what you're up against on this planet you know um as a woman I have faced a lot of bitter men in my life um especially when you reject them based on your own personal preferences or uh you know, just a misalignment. Um, And I don't mean like rejection as in like, you know, just a a simple no thank you or, you know, whatever. It it turns hostile really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so I like to know like what's actually going on in the male psychology for them to do that. And obviously um, rejection, nobody likes that. So I think that those movements are results of being rejected, uh, so much. Um, I watched a podcast, uh, what was it? Michaela Peterson mm. with William Costello. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Did you watch that one? It, I, I haven't watched that one. I, I, she actually had, um, a guest on hers. It was, um, uh, Rolo Tomasi, who wrote the book, uh, the rational male, and he's, uh, considered mm-hmm. part of that red pill movement and MGTOW movement. She actually had him on her podcast. I want to say it was about a year and a half ago. I've seen a few clips from, from that. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, um, uh, continue on, on that one. Yeah. So, uh, William, he's an expert in, on incels, which are, uh, mostly males that are Mm -hmm. involuntarily uh, celibate Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how there is a little bit of a game to the uh relating uh, realm and the red pill if they could come up with a more ethical red pill that that might actually be helpful to males uh in you know younger males which i thought was very interesting and something that we could you know take thought beyond um in like the realm of what we're doing here Mm -hmm. but uh I've also studied Andrew Tate uh more recently I didn't really know anything about him until about the beginning of August Mm -hmm. and initially I was quite triggered (laughs) by what he said but the adult female that I am I you know decided to actually sit back and put my childhood response to the side and I have a listen. Um, I think what he's doing for young men, like 90% of his message makes sense for young men. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the 10% message that now he's not able to pass on about women and about sort of the derogatory, chauvinistic, misogynistic, uh, you know, aspects that he was propagating um i think that that is just a response in his own life to you know childhood wounds or and or heartbreak i think you have to listen to him with you know a filter on like does that am i living in integrity 
if I'm practicing everything that he's preaching. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's a, a really, really great way to, to frame it and or a really great r- response. And, and that's part of the, that's part of the purpose of, of this program and, and uh, part of the purpose of, you know, why I'm, I'm a lot, why I try and align myself with guys like Jonathan Rios and, and uh, Brendan Schmidt, who's, who runs masculine revival um, and um, uh, Ryan King and uh, Will Spencer, those guys in, in that circle there, because they, I feel like they offer, like you said, that was a great term, really great term. I have to remember that the, a more ethical version of that, that red pill, like, you know, wake up, to more traditional masculine values, but at the same time, you know, don't treat women as, as, as objects, treat them like, I mean, they're women are, it's, it's funny statement, but women are people. And, you know, it's like, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of, of putting the feminine on, on a pedestal and then having been through rejection in, in my, my own life, um, I, I have, I've dealt with some, some bitterness too. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I, I don't think anybody, anybody who's mentally healthy doesn't, doesn't like to be put on a pedestal. Um, and no. so that's, you know, unless you're just, you know, a complete narcissist, unless you're off the scale with, with narcissism, you know, on, on from the, from the big five, it, it's just, you, you know, you don't, you don't desire to, to be put on a pedestal like, like that. And, and, um, I was, you know, about six or seven years ago, I was a little bit drawn to the, uh, to the red pill, some of these red pill guys and some of these MGTOW guys, because like you said, 90% of what they say, a good portion of what they say is very valuable for young men who are kind of lost and trying to find themselves and trying to find their masculinity. But it's the, the 10% part that doesn't align with my ethics that, that I had a problem with. And Mm -hmm. I'm spiritual. I'm a man of faith and God doesn't call me to, God doesn't call me to, to be like that. He doesn't call me to, to objectify women or, or one of the terms they use is spinning plates, like dating multiple women at the same time. God doesn't call me to be that he, but he calls me to be, uh, you know, he calls to be a, he calls me to be a just man. He calls me to be a man like, like Jesus and embrace those, those values that, uh, that, you know, that, that we, that we espouse. And so, you know, I, I, I agree w- with you that a lot of, oh, a lot of good can, can come out of, you know, a lot of the, that messaging, but it's just that, that other part that comes from the secular that, that I think is, is kind of what's damaging the, uh, the mm-hmm. relationships between, uh, between men and women these days. And, and, um, yeah. you know, I know best about what it's like to be, a a single, you know, a single man that's faced a lot of rejection in, in my life, spe- specifically from, you know, especially from, from women. That's something that I'm working through myself on right, right now. And, and, um, yeah, and, and so I think conversations like this and, and creators like that, that we just mentioned, I think this is a, it's a good opportunity to kind of steer the ship a little bit and maybe bring back some more of those traditional values that, uh, uh, that we've, that, that we're seeing just disintegrate from, you know, yes. from yes, in, exactly. in front of us right now. But, mm-hmm. um, um, I'm just ca- curious, are you a, a person of faith or, or, uh, is that part of your worldview or, um, I am a person of faith, but probably not in the same way that you are, uh, like exactly. We, we probably share many of the same values. Um, I just don't read the Bible or go to church. Um, uh, and I don't call myself anything, but I live with the highest level of integrity that is attainable. Mm. For me. Yeah. yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. That's, mm. and that's, yeah. Integrity. That's a, that's a huge word that, uh, so many people are, are missing right now. Um, but, um, um, let me ask you, uh, about your, uh, you know, your, your platform, your website, and some of the, uh, the mentorship that, uh, that you offer, um, what inspired you to, uh, to start doing that? And, uh, yeah, uh, what are, what are some of the other, um, um, mentorship opportunities that you offer through, uh, through your platform? So the inspiration came probably just from a lifetime of being disappointed by men. Um, my relationship with my father, I would say that he was a good father. Uh, 
but I did notice some things in the relationship with my mother that could have been better if he had maybe known some more things and or accessed different behaviors or parts of himself that he he didn't know to access. Um, then I had a decade long, very tumultuous relationship with a man that uh, was from a different culture. And that was very eye-opening. I got, had gone into the world quite ignorant to other cultures and um, what that meant and how it is dangerous to just go as a woman to just go out into the world and uh, not really, I don't like to use the word test because I, I don't think that we consciously test. I think that what we do is we share a series of experiences and then things are revealed. And I didn't take cues from the revelations. I just kept powering through because I thought that you stay together when you have children, especially you're committed, you do your best and you keep going. And so that caused a very long and painful um, relationship for me. Uh, he, he had so many aspects that were really, really good, but then he had a, another side to him that just killed every other part of it. So the relationship with him really, I think clarified uh, the shadow side of men for me it like I didn't realize that that existed but then I could see parts and aspects of it in almost every man I think that in Canada um, there has been an intentional attack on masculinity so the men here are like less aggressive in many ways uh, mm -hmm. which sort of left me misunderstanding what men are kind of actually like <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know if that makes sense um so and then that relationship ended i had i had to end it just for my safety and my kids safety and then i started dating and i could really see that men just needed some some like actual feminine perspective a reasonable feminine perspective, which I think I bring, like, I, I, I love men. I'm not resentful to men. Um, and I just feel like they would benefit from a sister or like a, a best girlfriend kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's, that's something that something just came to mind that I've run into in my own journey, kind of diving into some of these topics is that, uh, one of the, there's a belief out there that men and women can't be, uh, can't be friends, um, or that they shouldn't, shouldn't be friends. And, and I, I want to push back on that a little, that narrative a little bit, because I, I think granted, you know, a, a single man that meets a woman for a first time. And, and this is just me, you know, me speaking from, from experience first, first time I, I meet a woman, it's, it's just kind of, it, it's almost kind of a reflex and I don't even really mean anything by it. First thing that, that I do when I meet a woman is, is, is I look at her left hand to see if she's got a ring on, if she's got a ring on, then it's like, okay, you know, she's another person. Like, I don't, that's off the table. You're just I can, discerning. Yeah, yeah. You're just discerning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, and, but if there's not, then sometimes that possibility of, of, you know, just seeing where things go as far as conversation goes and things like that. It's like you said, it's just, it, it's, it's part of the discerning process, but I, but if that is established a little later on, like, Hey, you know, i or even if I feel it on my end, like I, I don't, th I don't see any type of attraction to this, to this person, to this, this woman, and, or if she establishes it early on, then yeah, you can move on, be friends and, and have, have another ally. Or even, um, I, I've got yeah. some great friends who, who are married and you know, they, mm -hmm. their husbands don't feel threatened by me. And I, you know, I, but I just, that's a boundary that's, that's been established that, uh, um, so I, I think that, you know, my, my, if there's any men in my audience that would just, that, that feel like you can't have, 
you know, be, be friends with, with a woman, you know, I, I would just push back on that. Like, you know, you can, yeah, I would challenge that belief and yeah. where it's coming from. And I would wonder why every interaction with a female has to have a sexual reward that comes with it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and not, you know, and, and not every interaction does. I mean, it, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it's just, it's not, it's not necessary. And, um, one, one thing I, I do, one thing that, that I do feel like is, is I, I do have a, a good, you know, a good uh, person in, in my life, a female, uh, friend in my life that, that I talk with a lot and, you know, she's, she's married and, and, and I feel really safe with her to kind of open up about, mm-hmm. about a few mm-hmm. of these things. And, you know, if, um, so I do think that is, that is very valuable. And, um, I, I have run into, uh, a few female creators on online, on Instagram and on YouTube that, that kind of offer that, that coaching and that benefit to, uh, to men, uh, as well from a, from a female perspective and kind of take up for men, uh, on that side. And, you know, um, I, I would, you know, encourage guys that, that are in my audience that are looking for a more of a female perspective, you know, just start there. I mean, um, I came yeah. across, yeah, I came across a creator named, uh, Courtney Ryan on YouTube and she's mm-hmm. really, it was really refreshing and she's got a pretty calm, you know, take on a lot of these, uh, a lot of these topics and, and, um, um, you know, there's, there's quite a few out there actually. Um, yeah, uh, the first female on my, on the podcast, she's, um, um, I think I still have that episode up, but she, she offers a lot of great, uh, men's coaching and men's advice as well. So it just, I, I would just say to, to men, like, just because, you know, this person's a woman that you're, that you're interacting with doesn't mean that, that they don't have something valuable to say about, uh, about uh you know your your experience as a man but um we're uh, we're coming up yes. here on uh, on the break i do have a couple qu- uh, more quick questions for you here when we get on the other side of it here but uh, uh melissa just ha- hang with me thank you so much for uh, for joining me this evening uh she is melissa bloxham this is the discovering masculinity podcast and i will be right back Welcome back. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast, uh, Rebirth, episode number eight, I believe. Uh, and so, yeah, that's uh, eight episodes into uh, something that uh, hadn't been touched since uh, January of this year. So I'm I'm really excited to uh, to have the uh, have you back with me uh, and joining me this episode from uh, parts unknown is uh, Melissa Bloxham. Um, and uh, Melissa, I, I know right before the end of the break, we were talking a lot about, uh, we're talking a lot, a lot about the, you know, the, the red pill movement and some of the things that, uh, um, that we see online, especially from, from female creators. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. one thing I, I do want to ask you um, from, from a female perspective, uh, what, what do you see the, uh, uh, the future of, um, I guess, gender relations? How, how do you see that kind of, kind of unfolding the way men and women are interacting with each other? Well, I think that it's going to just get more and more extreme on both ends. Um, I think that the more of us that can sort of tap into reasonability and uh, non-reactivity and consciousness uh, and living with integrity and then passing that on to our younger, you know, like our children and or just younger people that are around us, uh, the more chance we have of um, success. I've already noticed 
that my daughter is much further along uh, as far as the level of consciousness that she has in her relationships. And she's only 16. So one relationship at a time is, is what I say. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah. Influence and just doing the best we can in our own circle of influence, influence and sphere of influence and, and being, being sure that, uh, that we grow in, in those, in those necessary areas too. And, and that we don't, uh, that we don't atrophy sometimes, Sometimes I've, I've atrophied in, in a few areas and in, in, in my own masculinity, it's not something that I'm proud to, proud to admit, but it's, it's, I can look back on my life and acknowledge that it's happened. And, and that's a good thing about, uh, about getting behind the microphone and, and, uh, to being, you know, trying to be this, this voice and have this sphere of influence is that I I've started doing it because I, I look up to, uh, some, some guys, um, authors that I've read and, and a few guys online who have their own podcast and, and do mm-hmm. their own show and platform that, that are a little bit more, uh, ha- tap into a little bit more of reasonability. Um, uh, the masculine journey podcast, that's a great one. Uh, some guys out of North Carolina, they, they do one, uh, every weekend that, uh, it's, it's really great. Um, I've brought him up on the, on the show before. He's actually been a guest on the show, but uh, John Eldridge, who wrote the famous book on masculinity called Wild at Heart, um, and it's mm-hmm. a, it's from a Christian perspective, and mm-hmm. he was one of the inspirations for me starting this uh, this podcast. And I've had a few members of uh, of his team on there. Um, believe it or not, you know he he's a he's he's a comedian, but he's he's I really look up to him. Um, you know, uh, Stephen Crowder is another one that uh, that I look mm-hmm. up to a lot, and he has been a, an inspiration for me to, to start this podcast. And, um, and so, yeah, just being that, uh, the, the, the barrier for entry to get into the digital space and do this type of work and this type of, have this type of content is, is low enough now that, that I've been able to, to jump into it. So I, I'm really, uh, this, this is slowly becoming my sphere of influence, but also the, the sphere of yeah. influence that I have with, with other people and just, um, even younger people that I run across in, in my life and my everyday, just showing them kind of what, what that true, uh, true masculinity should look like, I think is, uh, is very key. But, um, uh, speaking of those, those key figures and, and strong, uh, male influences, I just want to give you the opportunity here to, uh, to talk about a few, uh, of those, uh, those key figures that you've had in your own life and how a strong male influence, uh, can, uh, impact, a young woman's life and, and, uh, and her, her development. Well, um, I'm thinking back to my childhood and obviously my dad was the first male relationship that I ever had. Um, and he showed me, uh, what it means to take care of a family without complaint. Um, he never complained. He just, he knew his job and he did it. And that to me, uh, strongly influenced, I think, uh, the way that I raised my family, uh, even though sometimes I complain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. But uh, we, yeah. we all complain. It's just a matter of finding <laughs> the proper outlet for it and, and finding the proper channel for it. So. Um, my math teacher actually was another mentor in a way um, he sort of guided me and, uh, just impacted me in ways that I actually, it it took me many years to sort of realize, uh, he just saw something in me and he really encouraged it. It was, it was very fatherly and, uh, yeah, it was, um, for me, it improved my life, just the self-esteem that came from that. Um, and it was another example of like a man to respect, uh, later on in my life. Um, I would say I turned more to authors and, uh, like philosophers for, uh, masculine and male guidance and David data, the way of the superior man was, um, probably one of the most impactful books for me to read just to get insight on what it means for men and, and actually like how profound it is 
uh, of a task to be a man on this mm-hmm. planet. And just even he explained the feminine and the female brain in ways that I could never access. So he helped me understand myself a lot more. Um, and the reasons why I would do certain things like testing, which again, I don't really like to use that term, but mm-hmm. uh, it made a lot of sense to me why we do it. Um, and then the other sort of lesser influence, but still influential men uh, were are John Wineland and Jake Woodard. Um, yeah, and then my own partner. Um, he actually has given me the space to be uh crazy melissa with a grounded presence in front of me and really like help me just sort out a lot of my stuff i'll say okay yeah (laughs) well that's uh that's inspiring I'm, i'm taking i'm taking some notes here for uh you know for for my future wife that you know to to let her give give her that opportunity and and give her that space um but uh yeah it, god god willing someday that'll uh, that'll come to come to fruition here um but uh you know that's dating is uh that's gosh that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother podcast but uh um it's yeah. i think it's difficult out there i did i did i was in there for a few years and yeah it's um i think at this age and stage uh it, it's just like we have to we have to come at it from a whole different angle than what we're used to you know uh even with just the the repercussions of covid mm-hmm. and, and you know being separated like that so yeah 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 and uh, yeah it's gosh online dating is 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 really such an interesting i mean if you just take a step back <laughs> of it and you, you try and you remove the emotions from you remove your emotions from it, it's just it's really it, it's really an interesting interesting thing to look at but it's uh um it's what uh it's what i'm working with right now so mm-hmm. it's uh yeah you know, i guess uh i guess wish me luck um but uh <laughs> well i wouldn't i mean i know that this is like hard to say but I would look for a woman in the places that you are already going, you know, like that you frequent. So like in the church is like, you already know, or a sports or whatever, you already know who they are. And there's, you don't have that pressure that you're put under that I think online dating puts on people and especially women where we're like, okay, well, I shouldn't say that. I think that the pressure is challenging on both sides, but I think what I the missing part for me was I read so much from a man's physical energy that I can't get that over the phone. I can't get that over, you know, I can, I can be around a man and almost know everything about him just from body language and Mm -hmm. the way that he responds to certain things that I might say or do. And, you know, like, so I think that's like the, the, the missing link at least it was for me in mm. dating you you go through so much before you actually get to be physical and and that could have and i don't mean physical as in sexual but like just right. in yeah. each other's physical realm that all of that data that you accumulated up until the point that you meet it gets thrown out you know mm-hmm. because of, of energy just yeah. the exchange between the two of you yeah yeah that's that's a that's a good that that's a good point and and looking back on a couple uh recent dates that i've been on that came from online dating i can can definitely see how that how that played into into mm-hmm. those outcomes so that's uh that's a really really good insight um and one thing that you that you did mention um is uh you, you called it testing and there's a popular term that has a four letter word right in front of it that, uh, you know, that, that, that's in the internet sphere about what, you know, how women kind of test men. And I'm, I, I'm going to offer an interesting, a unique to, or my own take on it. I, I don't know if it's unique or not, but, um, 
the the phenomenon of of, of testing and the phenomenon of of um, uh, hypergamy, which you know, I, I don't know if you're familiar with with that term. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I think those two things are they're they're very natural, and I think they're I, I think they're there's uh, they're good things. I, I think mm -hmm. I really do, because part of who we are as men is to be protectors, providers, to have a steadying presence, and when that testing comes along, like if I'm going to fly off the handle about like my, my first female guest, we talked a little bit about, about testing and, and she brought up the example of, you know, um, complaining about her boyfriend's driving, for example. And I think if he's going to fly off the handle about that, you know, what's going to happen when the kids are struggling in school or uh, how is he going to react when the mortgage is behind? How's he going to react yeah. when, when, really important stuff is on the table. And so yeah. being as a man, being able to recognize that and, and just, you know, uh, uh, you know, acting appropriately and um, being able to govern your emotions and, and be steady in that. And it's, and it's, it's hard too, when you feel like you're being yes. personally attacked. I mean, it, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but if that's a skill that you can learn as a man, then that, that goes a long way with, uh, with your relationships. And, and, hypergamy too I, I i don't see any problem with women marrying up across socioeconomic stat status i, mm -hmm. I really I, mm -hmm. I, I don't as a man you know that's that's just should should be motivation for you to become mm -hmm. you know to mm -hmm. become the provider and, and get to a socioeconomic status where maybe you are a little bit more more desirable i have a, a sister who's a little bit older than me and i and she's she's happily married and has a a little boy now just gave birth to him um uh, earlier this year and and i was happy that that she married up you know married mm -hmm. up to you know mm -hmm. and that she's got a man who who's got a good job and and has good earning potential and can take care of her and, and my nephew i mean i'm i would just really you know and so putting myself in that position like okay if it's yeah if you're not if you're a man and you're not on that if you're on the lower end of that socioeconomic status, that can feel a little unfair. I, I get it. But at the same time, if that's your daughter, if that's your sister, you know, that you, you want them to be taken care of and yes. move into, move yeah. into that. And I think that's a very part of na natural part of who we are and, and part of our evolution as a, as a society and as a species. And so I, I don't, uh, I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with, with the concepts overall and, and, sometimes I wish I could recognize the testing a little bit more, a little bit better when it comes around, but that's just, you know, maybe you and I need to talk about that offline, but, uh, um, yeah, for sure. But, uh, um, <laughs> yeah. So last question, just kind of, uh, wrapping everything up here that, uh, uh, and this is a question that I ask, uh, uh, every guest. So, um, and I'm sure you've had the opportunity to do this, but, uh, what advice and counsel would you give to a young man who's kind of who's kind of lost in in the world today who doesn't really know which way to turn or which way to go and they're they're just kind of ready to to unplug from everything and just kind of give up on uh, on society and kind of give up on uh, on life you know i'm going to pull an answer from andrew tate <laughs> go for it go for it are you going to do the uh, are you going to do the british accent with that too <laughs> Yeah, you, have, you, have, uh, you have like some some designer sunglasses <laughs> that you can put on. And, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a good place to start, and I, I, it sounds very superficial and materialistic, but there's so many biological reasons for it that are positive for a young man, and that is to either go to the gym or start working out. Um the hormonal impact will eventually elevate your mood and the depression if you're doing it properly and balanced will start to fade away um at least that's been my observation the the people that are exercising daily and or getting outside and you know grounding or earthing and that kind of stuff um the hormones that are flowing through the body are creating good feelings. So just start with, I mean, Andrew Tate says, uh, go get a six pack and email me a, a picture of your six pack in six weeks. And his uh, success with that 
um, advice to young men has actually worked for a lot of young men. So I think that there is something to it more than just the physical um, outer appearance. I think the inner work, the self-esteem that can come from that, um, just like focusing on yourself and, and stop looking for outside uh, recognition, I think is um, a good place to begin. And and then like uh, put that together with reaching out to a mentor of some sort, um, whether it's, you know, in, within your own family or you need, you know, I'm sure that almost every male mentor, if they heard that somebody was on the verge of, you know, suicide and or just giving up, I'm sure that they would give you everything that they got for free, you know, like in within reason mm-hmm. yeah. so reach out i i know i would yeah 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 and and we'll have uh we'll have links to uh to melissa's website and her platform here um uh, uh in the show notes and and yeah but just to, to jump off of that there's um there's a with this kind of newer uh more traditional men's movement that uh that we're that that i'm becoming a part of and that guys like Jonathan Rios and, and Ryan King, Will Spencer, Brendan Schmidt, they're, they're all part of, they all, <clears throat> excuse me, they all offer different types of mentorships. And um, I would say, you know, coming from a faith perspective, finding a good men's ministry um, would yeah. be a, a great place to start as well. And, or even, and if you can't find that, if you don't, if you do have, if you're listening to this podcast, you've got internet access. So go on Instagram and, and search some of these, uh, these guys out that we've, uh, that we've mentioned on the show, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, guys like Jonathan Rios and, and men like that and, and uh, uh, start from, from there on that. But uh, uh, Melissa, before we, uh, we wrap everything up, where is uh, the best place for people to find you? Uh, you can go to my website, my name, melissabloxham.com. And I'm also on Instagram, men.sex.love.desire.purpose. <laughs> it's a <Okay>. long one. <laughs> it is. It is. I was going to make you say that before I, before I did. No. <laughs> But, uh, all right. Well, she is uh, she is Melissa Bloxham, a, a clarity mentor. Um, and like I said, we'll have her link tree in the show notes. And uh, Melissa, thank you so much for uh, for joining me on the show tonight. Um, it was you, really Matt. great to really great to talk to you. Really great to to get some uh, get some of your insight specifically, not just because you're female, but just because you are a, you are a wise person. So uh, I, I commend you for thank that. You. But uh, we'll wrap everything up here. I am John Waltz. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. And I will talk to you all next time.